Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Chapter 5 of Baseball Joe in the Big League by Lester Chadwick. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Donald Cummings. Chapter 5. The Threat. Here's a boarding house that will suit you, I think, announced Joe a little later, as he stopped the horses in front of a sort of hostelry of good reputation. It was not as large nor as stylish as some of the other places in Riverside, but Joe bore in mind the man's request to be taken to a moderately priced establishment. "'Thanks,' said the stranger. "'Then you'll come here to see me tomorrow. I'll be in all day.' "'I'll call in the afternoon, Mr.—er—' and Joe hesitated. "'I don't believe I caught your name,' he said significantly. "'No, I didn't mention it, but it's Shalig,' was the answer. "'Oh, of the Clevefield team!' exclaimed the young pitcher, knowing now where he had heard the voice before. "'Yes, of the Clevefield team,' admitted Mr. Shalig, repeating the name of one of the ninths forming the Central League, and which team Joe's club had met several times on the diamond. "'I was trying, ever since you spoke, to recall where I'd met you before,' went on Joe, "'but you had me guessing. I'm glad to meet you again.' I suppose you're going to stay with the league this coming season. I, er, I haven't quite made my plans, was the somewhat hesitating answer. I've been looking about. I was over in Rocky Ford this morning, seeing a friend, and I happened to recall that you lived in Riverside, so I came on, but lost my way in the storm. I didn't recognize you back there, where you had the upset. The lack of recognition was mutual, laughed Joe puzzling over what Shalig's object could be in seeking him. "'Well, I must get these folks out of the storm,' Joe went on. "'I'll see you tomorrow, Mr. Shalig.' The latter alighted from the cutter and entered the boarding-house, while Joe turned the heads of the horses toward his own home. "'I guess you'll be glad to get indoors,' he said to Reggie and Mabel. "'Well, it's pretty cold,' Reggie admitted, "'though I suppose my sister will say she likes it.' "'I do,' declared Mabel. "'But it isn't so nice when it's dark,' she confessed. They were now on the principal street of Riverside, and the lamps from the shop windows gleamed dimly on the swirling flakes and drifts of snow. A little later Joe pulled up in front of his own house and escorted the visitors into the cheery living room. "'Here they are, Mother, Clara,' he called, as Mrs. Matson and her daughter came out to welcome their guests. "'I'm so glad to see you!' said Clara simply, as she kissed Mabel, and one look from the sister's eyes told Joe that Clara approved of his friends. 
Where's father? asked Joe. Bathing his eyes, replied his mother. He'll be here presently, for Mr. Matson had recently undergone an operation on his eyes, after an accident, and they still needed care. Soon a merry party was gathered about the supper-table, where the events of the day were told, from the receipt by Joe of the two letters, to the rescue from the stalled train, and the accident in the snow. "'But I sure would like to know what it is Shalig wants,' mused Joe, who had come back from leaving the horses at the livery stable. "'I sure would.' "'Didn't he give you any hint?' asked Clara. "'No, but perhaps he wants some advice about baseball matters. I'm getting to be some pumpkins, you know, since St. Louis is after me,' cried Joe, with simulated pride. "'Oh, do tell us about it,' cried Mabel and Joe related the news of the draft that would probably take him to the big league. Reggie and Mabel spent the night at Joe's house. The storm kept up through the hours of darkness, and part of the next day, when it stopped, and the sun came out. Old Saul shone on a scene of whiteness, where big drifts of snow were piled here and there. "'I wonder how the stall train is faring,' remarked Mabel after breakfast. "'We'll have to get our trunks away from it somehow, Reggie.' "'Yes, I suppose so,' he said. "'And I've got to look after those business matters. "'I think we had better go to the hotel,' he added. "'Very well,' assented Joe. "'I'll go down to the station with you, and we'll see about your baggage.' "'I'll stay here until you boys come back,' decided Mabel, who had taken as great a liking to Clara as the latter had to her. Joe and Reggie found that the train was still stalled in the snowdrift but a large force of shovelers was at work, and the prospect was that the line would be open that afternoon. Thereupon Reggie went to the hotel to arrange about his own room, and one for his sister. And I'll go see Shalig, decided Joe. Might as well get it over with, though I did tell him I wouldn't come until afternoon. I'm anxious to know what it's all about. He's making a sort of mystery of it, observed Reggie. Somewhat admitted Joe, with a smile. Greatly to his relief, for Joe was anxious to get the matter over with, he found Shalig at the boarding-house when he called. "'Come up to my room,' invited the baseball player. "'It's warmer than down in the parlor.' In his room he motioned Joe to a chair, and then, looking intently at the young pitcher, said, "'Matchin, do you know what it is to be down and out?' "'Down and out? What do you mean?' I mean to have few friends and less money. Do you know what that means? Well, not personally, said Joe, though I can't boast of a superfluity of money myself. You've got more than I have, snapped Shalig. I don't know about that, said Joe, slowly, wondering whither the conversation was leading. Your team won the pennant, cried the man, and Joe, as he caught the odor of his breath, realized what made Shalig's manner so excited. The man was partially intoxicated. Joe wished he had not come. "'Your team won the pennant,' Shalig went on. And "'That meant quite a little money for every player. You must have gotten your share, and I'd like to borrow some of you, Matson. I'm down and out, I tell you, and I need money bad, until I can get on my feet again.' Joe did not answer for a moment, but mentally he found a reason for Shalig's being off his feet at present. Bad habits, very likely. "'Can you let me have some money? Until spring opens,' proceeded Shalig. "'You'll be earning more then, 
whether I am or not, for I don't know that I'm going back with Cleefield. I suppose you'll play with the Pittston team. I don't know, answered Joe, preferring to reply to that question first. He wanted time to think about the other. You don't know? Shellick exclaimed in surprise. No. I hear I am to be drafted to the St. Louis Nationals. The St. Louis Nationals? cried Shellick. That team? Why, that team is the one I... He came to a sudden halt. What is it? asked Joe, wonderingly. I... er... er... well, never mind now. Can you let me have, say, two hundred dollars? Two hundred dollars? cried Joe. I haven't that much money to spare. And, if I had, I don't know that I would be doing my duty to my father and mother to lend it. But I need it, cried Shelley. Did you ever know what it was to be down and out? Well, I've seen such sad cases, and I'm sorry for you, spoke Joe softly. He thought of John Dutton the broken-down pitcher whose rescue from a life of ruin had been due largely to our hero's efforts, as told in the volume immediately preceding this. "'Being sorry isn't going to help,' sneered Shalig, and there was an ugly note in his voice. "'I need money. You must have some left from your pennant winnings.' "'I had to spend a large sum for my father's operation,' said Joe. "'He has had bad luck, too. I really have no money to spare.' "'That's not so. I don't believe you,' snapped Shalig. "'You must have money, and I've got to get some. I've been begging from a lot of fellows who played ball with me, but they all turned me down. Now you're doing the same thing. You'd better be careful. I'm a desperate man.' "'What do you mean?' asked Joe, in some alarm, for he thought the fellow meditated an attack. Joe looked to see with what he could defend himself, and he noted, though with no cowardly satisfaction, that the door to the hall was close at hand. "'I mean just what I say. I'm desperately in need of money. "'Well, I'm very sorry, but I'm not in a position to be able to help you,' said Joe firmly. "'Why don't you go to the manager of your team and get him to give you an advance on your salary? That is often done. I'm sure if you told him your need, he'd do it.' "'No, he wouldn't,' growled Shalig. "'I've got to borrow it somewhere else.' Then you won't let me have it? And he glowered at Joe. I can't, even if I would. I don't believe it, snarled the other. And now I tell you one thing. I'm a bad man to be bad friends with. If you don't let me have this money, it will be worse for you. I guess you're forgetting yourself, returned Joe quietly. I did not come here to be threatened or insulted. I guess you are not yourself, Mr. Shalig. I am sorry and I'll bid you good day. With that, Joe walked out, but not before the infuriated man called after him. And so you're going to St. Louis, are you? Well, look out for me. That's all I've got to say. Look out for Bill Shalig, and he slammed the door after Joe. End of chapter 5